Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I have to unveil a little bit of a dirty secret. Over the last month, I had been using, wait for it, Toilet paper. And for those of you who have seen on the Instagram lives, you know exactly where I'm going. Toilet paper. Yes. A roll of toilet paper has been my mic stand. Because when I picked up the equipment about a month, month and a half ago, I thought I had everything. I didn't have the mic clip. And listen, with everything that's going on with the pandemic and COVID-19, the last thing I want to do is be a high maintenance talent. That I am not. But then it got to a point. I got to admit, folks, where I was feeling achy. You know, I had a little bit of a headache back of my head and you're feeling like a sharp pain in like your shoulder and your neck. And I'm like, I'm either sleeping on this wrong or it's the idea that I'm like hunched over, leaning in so I can shoot the you-know-what with you guys. So that kind of had me doing a little bit of problem solving and saying, you know what, let me actually get a mic stand. So for the first time here in our lockdown setup, I am relaxed. I have a mic stand right next to me and... We are really as close to having a WFAN radio studio in a one-bedroom little apartment. Not too shabby. Now, as far as what we are going to get into over the next couple hours, we'll get to the news surrounding the New York Knicks in a little bit. Um, We'll get into the baseball plan. And not only that, you have an NFL schedule that is now a week away from being unveiled. And I'm very curious to see how the NFL will go about releasing their schedule. Will it be business as usual? Will it be one of two? Will there be contingency plans? Who knows? Much like any of these questions regarding the return and when it's going to be and what kind of shape it's going to look like, you're hearing already the NBA is thinking about the idea of Walt Disney World as a potential possibility, which makes sense on a lot of different fronts, makes sense on a lot of different levels. But all of that, of course, is contingent on testing, slowing down the spread of the virus, on and on we go. But for today's little trip down memory lane, it kind of intertwines, first off, with what is going on involving one of the latest free agent quarterbacks to find a home. So as we know, Jameis Winston 
former member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Winston was rather confident in that his turnover woes are going to be solved because he had the LASIK surgery and that he's seeing colors and he's seeing elements that he has not seen maybe in a long, long time. So is that going to be the cure of why Jameis Winston was throwing 30-plus interceptions last year? Your guess is as good as mine. But nonetheless, he gets a $1 million contract, and it's hard to believe you're only talking about $1 million for Jameis Winston as a backup. But $1 million to go and be an insurance policy for Drew Brees. And, of course, they still have Taysom Hill. And Drew Brees might be going into his last year as the Saints quarterback. Why do I say that? Because he's got that big money, big ticket deal from NBC that's waiting for him. And to me, you don't sign that sort of contract if you plan on playing for two or three years. That kind of strikes me as a conversation of, all right, let's get this done now. I'm going to be a free agent after next year. And no, it's not going to be a free agent from a television standpoint. I'm all yours, Peacock. I'm all yours, NBC. But Jameis Winston is the perfect guy to have as an insurance policy, I would say, because he's playing in the division. He can show you glimpses. And yeah, listen, as a starter, the turnovers, they're frightening. But from a backup standpoint, if Jameis Winston had to play, you know, four or six games, he's capable. He's more than capable especially if you want to keep Taysom Hill in the role that he's in. Now, many of you ask, okay, JJ, why in the world and why on earth did you just bring up the example of Jameis Winston? Well, there's a little bit of a method to my madness, and I have to throw all sorts of props and bouquets and accolades to our good buddy, Mr. Mike Flegelman, who, when we were having some off-air conversations And this happened to be via text message, so you got to love the beauty of technology, kind of inspired me to go in this direction. And listen, sometimes in this world that we live in right now, folks, it's not as simple as, oh, you get on the air and this is what you're going to do. There is this element of creativity that goes into trying to figure out what we are going to do over the next four hours and how we can do the best job in many ways of getting all of you involved. That's what I'm looking to do. That's what I'm looking to have fun with. But Fleeg's suggestion was a damn good one. And I think we're going to have as much success with this one as we did with Mr. Maestro's suggestion from about a month ago. And little did I know it'd be the last suggestion I get from Harris before he rides off into the sunset. Nonetheless, what we are going to look to do today not necessarily in honor of Jameis Winston because, you know, for a good majority of career, he's not exactly been a backup quarterback. But what I want to dive into is to explore some of your favorite backups and utility players. And I don't want to even say unsung heroes. It goes well beyond that. I mean, we're talking about guys who are not everyday players. We're talking about guys who either are coming off the bench as a backup and maybe turn into a starter. Maybe they have that role at some point, but where your vivid and lasting image of them on the field is being a backup. It's being a utility guy. It's being this. It's being that. We could throw relievers in there who are kind of the middle relief type guys. It doesn't have to be the setup guy. It doesn't have to be the closer. I'm talking about like the long reliever. I'm talking real deep, real bottom-of-the-barrel type deals, but players in many ways who can have an impact on winning you a whole lot of ball games, 
can have an impact on what your team may do as far as, you know, roster flexibility and being able to mix and match and all that sort of good stuff. So, for me to get the ball rolling on this, I figured perfect. I'm going to give you my favorite backup Yankee player over the last 15 to 20 years. And I'm going to give you my favorite backup quarterback. And listen, in many cases, folks, the backup quarterback on a team where you're not in love with the starting situation can become that household name. He can become that sort of fixture that everybody's clamoring for, that everybody wants to see become a starter. And listen, in some cases, it works out. In other cases, it does not. And then in some, you realize exactly what you have, a good backup and not somebody who should be starting on an everyday basis. Now, the first guy I'm going to throw out to you, and it's a pretty obvious one when you think about the late 90s, early 2000s New York Yankees. This player would be none other than Luis Soho. And I feel like Soho, for some reason, has found his way onto some of these discussions and through some of these trips down memory lane. How? Why? Not the slightest idea. But I feel like I've mentioned Luis Soho's name on quite a few occasions. So we're going to do it one more time because he comes over to the New York Yankees in 1996. And he's a former Seattle Mariner. He's a part of that 95 team that beat the Yankees in a division series. And Luis Soho was a player who did a little bit of everything for Joe Torre. You needed him at second, he could play second. You needed him at short, he could play short. You needed him at third, he could play third. And he was able to bounce around the infield, play maybe one or two days a week. And when called upon, He'd give you quality at-bats. He'd give you quality play. He'd do quality work. Now, as it turns out for Luis Soho, the 2000 season, because of the throwing problems for Chuck Knobloch, which were an out-and-out nightmare, it saw Luis Soho early in 2000 leave the Yankees and go to the Pittsburgh Pirates, where he's playing every day. And he's playing well, sitting like 280, 290, and... The Yankees, I guess, grew sick and tired of watching Knobloch hit Keith Olbermann's mom and hit other spectators in the stands. So Brian Cashman and company were like, well, we got to do something about this. We got to go and get our guy back. We got to bring him back home. So the Yankees and the Pirates make a trade for Luis Soho. And in that 2000 season, Luis Soho was terrific. He played a ton. He had a whole lot of quality at bats. He had some big hits for the Yankees. And... He wasn't playing every day, but he was playing often because you couldn't count on Knobloch to be in the field. Soho had a moment in the postseason that year that might have drove you to drink. I don't know if you guys remember this. There was a ground ball. The Yankees are playing the A's game two, and they're down 1-0 in the series. There's a ground ball. I don't know if it would have been a double play. I don't know if it would have just been an out, but Soho basically trips over his own feet. And you're saying, oh, jeez. This is how the 2000 season is going to end for the New York Yankees. Because remember, the Yankees that year completely fell apart in the month of uh, September. They were terrible in the month of September. They only won 87 games that year. They limped into the postseason. And they lost the first game on the West Coast to Oakland. Soho stumbles over his own feet. Thankfully, it doesn't cost the Yankees. They work out of trouble and they end up winning the game. And, you know, the postseason rolls on. 
the Yankees find their footing and they end up taking down Oakland, they end up taking down the Seattle Mariners, and of course, it's the Subway Series between the Yankees and the Mets. And that was a Subway Series in which two of the Yankees utility infielders contributed in a big way. Jose Vizcaino, who was only on the team for a couple of months, lined the opposite field single to walk it off against Turk Wendell in game one, the Benitez O'Neill at bat, the Timo Perez game. Vizcaino was the hero of game one, but who is the hero of game five? It was none other than Luis Soho with that slow ground ball up the middle. You watch it move in slow motion as Al Leiter is on the mound. And Luis Soho can forever say he had the go-ahead RBI hit in a series-clinching ninth-inning game for the New York Yankees, taking down the crosstown rival New York Mets. So for me, when I think about backups and I think about guys who are beyond under the radar. I don't even want to talk about unsung heroes. I'm talking about guys who are not starting. The first guy I usually like to think of from my fan standpoint is none other than Luis Saul. Now, backup quarterbacks, listen, if you're a Dolphin fan like me, you've seen countless who've gotten a chance to play. The Jets are kind of in a similar predicament, not to the extreme I've been in, but somewhat over the last, I don't know, 10 to 15 years. Hands down, my favorite backup quarterback to watch in Miami is Matt Moore. And the reason Matt Moore holds a place near and dear in my heart, it's twofold. One, he comes to the team in 2011, and the Dolphins are all in on Chad Henney. It's like a make-or-break year for Chad Henney. He's like so-so for three games, then gets hurt, and is done. Dolphin career over. Hallelujah. Matt Moore steps in and played pretty darn good football. He had a great connection with Brandon Marshall. I mean, they're chucking the ball all over the field in Brian Dable's offense. Dolphins played well down the stretch. They played themselves out of the running, of course. How apropos for Andrew Luck and for Robert Griffin III. And they end up getting, what, the 7th to the 8th pick and they settle on Ryan Tannehill. But Matt Moore that year kind of inspired me inspired his teammates and ended up being productive. But what really caused me to embrace Matt Moore to another level is the 2016 season. And listen, the Dolphins are going on eight years, I want to say, within a playoff game. You know, they made it in 2008, got smoked by the Ravens. But going into that 2016 season, you're basically talking about eight years. And... The Dolphins are having a pretty darn good second half for your now favorite head coach, Adam Gase. They started 1-4, and and then all of a sudden they started rallying. They started winning games, and they were winning games out of nowhere, and it was great. They all of a sudden go from 1-4 and to like 7-4, and and it's like, how in the world, how in the hell did this happen? But then I'm watching the Dolphins play a 1 o'clock game against the Arizona Cardinals, and it is a rainy day in South Florida. Ryan Tannehill... Takes a bad snap, bad hit, boom, you knew right then and there he blew out his knee. And I'm thinking, geez, the season is over. There's no way in the world the Dolphins are going to be good enough now to go and win two of their final three games with a backup quarterback in play. Matt Moore steps in, and mind you, he's basically going on five years 
without starting an NFL game. Going all the way back to 2011. Because, listen, Tannehill maybe was pulled uh, for a minor injury. Or maybe Matt Moore got a couple of snaps and a blowout. But, listen, basically for five years, Matt Moore standing on the sideline looking good. Baseball cap on. Uh, maybe holding the clipboard and making 2 or $3 million a year. Long story short, not a bad life. I think all of us would sign for that life. Hoping and praying that we don't get put in a game. Because then we'll embarrass ourselves. Nonetheless. Matt Moore steps in in that 2016 season and plays out of his mind. He had that great game against the Jets on a Saturday night where he absolutely torched Todd Bowles' defense. I think he threw him for like four touchdowns in the game because I streamed him in fantasy football, and I remember I was like, wow, I can't believe I streamed Matt Moore and got away with it with 30-plus points. Double win, as they say. And then the Dolphins went up to Buffalo, and Matt Moore did what he needed to do. And as I said, 2016 at the time, it was the best Christmas present I possibly could have received. The Miami Dolphins winning on Christmas Eve in Buffalo, New York. And then the following night, Kansas City smoking the reigning Super Bowl champion, Denver Broncos. And you see on the screen, Miami has clinched the playoff spot. And listen, I know it's been a sad existence as a Dolphin fan. Not that you guys want to hear about that, but it's the reality. I mean, I haven't seen a playoff win since the 2001 month of January, and I've only seen two playoff games in that span. So we cherish them. You know what I mean? You cherish them. And Matt Moore's the main reason why that team made the playoffs. So he's a guy that, you know, in many NFL circles is going to be forgotten. Never going to be forgotten for me. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 